uh, he has been a participator in our men's conference every year and has been just a, a source of encouragement for me with positive words and encouragement for what we're trying to do and what we're trying to accomplish. And I just felt impressed. Last year we had several of our pastors that came and testified during the conference and for the Cox being one of them. And uh, it could have just taken off with uh, what they had to say and what he had to say. And uh, while I'm saying that, I want to say I'm glad to have all of our pastors that have made this trip. And uh, Brother Bishop, amen. Amen. Brother Hanks from Ceres. And uh, Brother Bobo from, not Reno, but Carson City. Amen. And uh, who am I missing? Brother Phillips from Exeter. There you are. Amen. Let's give all of our pastors a hand this morning. Amen. And if I missed you, I didn't mean to. We're glad you're here. Amen. Brother Ted Cox is one of our pastors here in California doing a great job. And uh, one of the things I appreciate about him is I believe that God has just given him a revelation of unity. You know what? We're not all the same. Hello? We're not all the same. We don't all think the same and see the same things. But you know what? Thank God we're brothers. And thank God we're together. Amen. And I believe that God's given him a revelation. And amen. We want him to come. Would you just give a good welcome, momentum welcome, amen, to Brother Ted Cox as he comes. Amen. We're glad that he's here. Oh, let's see just how loud we can praise him. Let's see just how loud we can give him what he likes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, just as loud as you can lift it up. As high as you can wave your hands. Oh, that's it. He loves it. He loves it. He loves it. And we give him what he likes, the more he gives us what we like. I call. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God bless you. You can be seated. Amen. You can be seated this morning. It is so good to be here today with all you good, wonderful brothers and the good pastors that are here today. Amen. And it is an honor to be here for me this morning. And uh, I just want to say that I appreciate Brother and Sister Abbott and Brother and Sister Parkey so much. And these are kind folks. And, and they're hospitable. They're sweet. And uh, the best thing I like about them is they're Christians and they're real I like being around people that what you see is what you get. Amen. I don't like fake smiles. I like real smiles. I don't like fake Holy Ghost. I like the real Holy Ghost. And I'm glad that's what I gather from these wonderful folks and their good wives today. Amen. And all the good ministers that are here this morning. And uh, we just want to see what God has for us. Mark chapter 2. If you would stand for the reading of the word. Mark chapter 2. And I'm going to hurry and get out of the way and let somebody that knows what they're doing get up here shortly. Amen. Looking forward to Brother Shoemake's ministry today. I'll never forget the, 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 the hot tub ministry last year. Amen. Amen. Wonderful preaching. Amen. If you got your Bibles, Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. Good spirit here today. Good spirit here this morning. Has any, somebody's been praying around here this morning. Somebody woke up and said, God, I need you today. 
and I feel the press. Somebody brought the Holy Ghost with you here today. Mark chapter 2, let's read it. If you'd read it loud and clear with me, verses 1 through 11, real fast here this morning. Let's read it together. And again he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. And straightway many gathered together insomuch that there was no room to receive them, no, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. And they came unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Get up and walk. No, no, no. Wait a minute, he didn't, but the man came for the purpose to leave walking. But sometimes Jesus don't do what we want him to do to begin with. <laughs> sometimes we have our own agendas and we think this is the way God ought to do it. But, uh, but let's see what Jesus did first. And he said under the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. And there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, Why, uh, uh, let's see here, Why doth this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, Why reason ye these things in your hearts? Whether is it easy to say to the sick of the palsy, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and take up thy bed and walk but that you may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins, he said to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise and take up thy bed, and go thy way, where? Unto thine house. Praise the Lord. But I want to preach this morning just for a few moments, if you'll help me, about first things first. I want to talk to men today. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And I feel like God has redeemed me in some areas. And I want to talk about it just for real briefly here this morning as we talk about first things first. Everybody say first things first. Turn around and slap three people beside you and say first things first. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Before you're seated, before we pray, I'm sure somebody can relate to this today. But, but and I know you, and as pastors especially, if you pastor saints, and some of you that may know some folks. But th th I heard one time that, that a lot of people can remind you of slinkies. A lot of people are like slinkies, they say. Amen. And really, they're not good for anything, but they sure do bring a smile to your face when you push them down a flight of stairs. Anybody can relate to that at all this morning? Amen. First things first, let's love him all over the house one more time. Master of heaven, we love you today. God, we thank you for your sweet presence. We thank you for your glory. We thank you for your honor, God. You're the best thing that ever happened to me. God, you're everything. You're my best friend. You're my God. You're my Savior. You're my Lord. Anoint me. wonderful name we pray. 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's give him a big hand clap of praise as we are seated this morning. Praise the Lord. Everybody say first things first. You can be seated. Brother Spell, I enjoy your wonderful singing. My wife's known the Spell family for years. They're from Biter, and we appreciate his wonderful singing, the good preaching that's here, good pastors. I'm just happy to be in the presence of all these wonderful folks here today. Amen. But I've come to talk a little bit about today, uh, uh, about, uh, about, the, about the God, uh, amen, uh, uh, the God of mercy here today. Uh, and uh, I'm glad today that our God is a God of deliverance. He's a delivering God. Amen. He's a God that can deliver. And when God delivers, He does it right. There's nobody or no thing that can set free and deliver like the power of Almighty God can do. And I'm glad today that uh, many, many years for the spell I was touched. But I'm glad one day I was touched and changed. A lot of folks get stirred and touched and that's as far as it goes. But I want to see some changes in my life and in the lives of different ones here today. Nobody can set free and deliver like Jesus can. Man can deliver and set free from some things, but Jesus can deliver from all things. AAA, thank God for it, can help a little bit. And drug rehab and smokers clinics, they can only dry you out for a little while, but they cannot take away the desire for the habit like our Jesus can. And not only does Jesus take away the desire for the bad habits we once were bound by, but thank God he gives us the power to never go back to them again. I want to tell you, brother, when Jesus does something, he does it right. And when he does it, uh, amen, in order for him to do what he wants to do, we've got to want him to do what he wants to do. Oh, I look across this congregation, the wonderful service last night, uh, Brother Parkey starting it off with such good words of encouragement, uh, and there's such potential in this house here today. I look across the house, and some people may look at you and say there's not a whole lot of potential there, but they don't really know what's going on on the inside. They don't know the way God is dealing with you down on the inside. Amen. Uh, look at somebody and say, don't give up on me yet. God's not through with me. I want to tell you today, uh, the Bible talks about in Genesis uh, that in the beginning the, the earth, it described the earth was void without form. It was empty darkness. Uh, as for the, uh, the human eye, you could not see a lot of potential. But nobody could see if there would have been someone at that time what was really on the inside of that old earth. Uh, but the Bible said the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Uh, and that does not necessarily mean he went walking. But the word moved, it means be who. It means uh, that he, he hovered over or he brooded uh, like a mother hen would uh, the eggs uh, in a nest. In other words, the presence of God came to a piece of being uh, that had no potential on the outside but was chock full on the inside. And the Spirit of God began to sit down on his creation. The presence of God began to sit upon that which he had made. And it was a long potential begin to pop out the trees, the grass, the flowers. And I'm here to say on the day of Pentecost, 120 people that didn't look 
wasn't long that the Spirit of God came in and did what? It sat once again upon each of them. And when it did, potential began to come out. I'm here to tell somebody, God's got a plan for you. God's got a purpose for you. And it's more than just being defeated. It's more than being in poverty. It's more than being depressed. It's more than being bound. But God has a plan. If only we could just let his presence set down upon us today. Oh, somebody love him right now. When they brought the man with palsy to Jesus, amen, everybody was standing around expecting to see miracles happen on the outside immediately. They had their, they had their death penal spirit looking down. We expect this to automatic relationship with my daughter. God fix my finances. Help me to be better on my job. And we're praying for all the material and the outside things. But God is saying it won't do me any good to fix your marriage. It won't do my God of heaven. It won't do me any good to fix your son. It won't do me any good to get your boy out of jail. It won't do me any good to get your daughter back off the streets until I first fix you. Because if I fix and you're still broken, you're going to mess it all up again. Does anybody know what I'm talking about here today? Hallelujah. Here came Legion. I no doubt he had a wonderful wife and wonderful children. But the first thing he made up in his mind, I'm going to do, when he saw the light coming upon the shore, there was something begin to rise up inside of him, Brother Parker. There was over 2,000 demons in him, but they could not stop him. i got to have a change. I'm tired of living like I'm living. And he went right into the presence of Almighty God and cried out, Have mercy! And the Lord looked down and said, what is your name? He said, my name is Legion, for we are many trying to scare God off. But God stood there and said, come out of him. He's got a wife that he needs to be a husband to. 
He's got a son he needs to be a daddy to. He's got a daughter he needs to be a daddy to. But before these people love him, the Bible says they tried to chain him up. That wasn't to harm him. That was to protect him. They were trying to help somebody they love, but the more they tried to help him, the more he fought against them. Sometimes, brothers, if we're not careful, the very little lady that we're married to that wants a good husband, that wants a praying man, that wants us a need supplier, that wants somebody she can be secure with, trying to help us, but we'll fight against the very ones that love us the most, that precious boy that wants a daddy to be a daddy to him, and that little girl that wants a man in her life that loves her. They're trying to love us, and if we're not careful, we'll fight against everything that's trying to help us. The Bible says when Jesus came, he went running to Jesus, and Jesus said, come out of him. And the Bible says in the next page that you find this same man sitting, clothed, and in his right mind. Oh, are you with me here today? I said he was sitting, uh, he was clothed, uh, he was calmed down, uh, he was clothed, now he had his life back together, he was in his right mind, he was able to think straight again, uh, oh does anybody know what I'm talking about this morning, uh, hallelujah, I'm here to tell you, before God can change your situations uh, and fix your circumstances, uh, we ought not to be praying, God help my marriage to be better, God help my relation with my children to be better, but oh God save me first hallelujah and when he fixed the man he said now go back to your friends go to your family and put it back together again I want to tell all of you here today and I'm trying to hurry quickly listen to me when, when, when just because we come to, to Jesus, some, the, the man was fixed now, but now he had work to do on his home and his family and his children. Amen. The palsy was healed now. His inside was fixed, but now he had work to do at home. Amen. And sometimes we think when we come to God, we expect immediate results. Amen. I'm prayed through now. I'm forgiven. God's washed me. I'm a new man. And you expect that marriage to fall in place overnight. You expect those children to start respecting and loving you overnight. But I'm here to tell you it doesn't work that way. When the children of Israel were locked up in bondage in Babylon for 70 years uh, while they were gone uh, and the enemy came in and destroyed all of Israel or all of Jerusalem burned the walls down uh, and we find after 70 years they were now set free uh, they were delivered uh, but there were still problems that had to be fixed uh, because of the time they had spent uh, in captivity to the enemy when Jonah finally prayed through uh, and he got delivered from the whale's belly uh, and he was sitting there on the, on, on the ground uh, there was he was delivered uh, but there was still mess all around him uh, there was still seaweed and vomit, fish vomit. Uh, and God had delivered him. But now it took some time to clean the mess up. Mm, hallelujah. 
And I'm going to tell you, when we pray through the Holy Ghost, uh, our marriage, uh, when we finally come back and get right with God, I'm not talking to sinners. I'm talking to Christians. Uh, I'm talking to men that claim to have the Holy Ghost. Uh, when we come back and we get right with God uh, and we say, you know what, God, uh, I'm tired of being selfish. Uh, I'm tired of being so belligerent. Uh, I'm tired of being so angry. Uh, I'm tired of being so demanding. Uh, I'm tired of being such a macho man. Uh, I'm tired of being a perfectionist. Uh, I'm tired of trying to be have everybody in my thumb in my home I want want deliverance set me free God and when that happens God does deliver he will change he will break the habits he will break the chains that have you bound he can make a new creature out of you but when you get up don't expect everybody just to fall in line because brother you've made some messes and now it's going to take some time But if you never get right with God, you'll never start fixing the messes. It takes time. You've got to be patient. Your family's been patient with you. That little boy has been patient with his daddy. That little girl's been patient with her daddy. That little sweet wife has been so patient with her husband. And, and And now it's time for you to start building again. And you don't build overnight hallelujah and you can't ask God to fix your marriage without fixing you you can't ask God to fix your relation with your children till he fixes you and you can't ask God to fix your finances God pay off all my bills until he fixes you because if he doesn't fix you first You're going to mess the marriage up again. Is this all right? You're going to mess the relation with the children up again. You're going to mess the finances up one more time. Mm, Hallelujah. But brethren, we cannot be in denial. God, the old song says, it's not my brother. It's not my sister. It's not my wife, it's not my children, but it's me. Oh, Lord, I need a change. God, I want to be like Jacob. Let me confess, here's my shortcomings, and I hate them, God. I hate being so hateful to my wife. She don't deserve that. I hate treating my children like dirt. They don't deserve that. Deliver me, God, from this monster that I am. Help me to be the daddy, the husband that my sweet family wants me to be. Can I just close it today with a little confession and a little testimonial testimony? This is tough to even bring across. But I used to run with a certain group without naming any names. I call them the militia insurgents, a very hard and hateful preaching group. And, oh, they were tough. I mean, they, they, you, you did not have church unless there were uh, uh, ambulances waiting to carry people out the door spiritually. And then they had church. And I was raised in that brother spell there in southeast Texas, the church. I, it was tough. It was, I mean, they was, uh, the, the more you got beat on, the better it was. 
That's all I knew when I, when I came to Yakaipa. That's all I knew. I evangelized like that, brother. I was mean and cruel in the pulpits. I thought the tougher, the better. I had some revivals, but, but uh, we didn't see a whole lot of people praying through, but we did. Uh, we just had, it was a mess. But anyhow, we, 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 when, I, when, I, when, I, when I came to Yakaipa, I was trying to pastor with that way. See, I was, a, I was a perfectionist. I was hard. I was mean. I was cruel. In fact, I, I look today, and every church, around me in my area, Brother Spell, in my eyes, was worldly. None of them were spiritual. I was the only one that had the truth. I know nobody's ever known anybody like that. I was the only one. You know why they were all worldly? Because they didn't agree with the way I thought. So, in fact, I would make statements like, they don't even believe the message. And so I was hard. I was a perfectionist. But the only problem was I demanded so much out of my church, Brother Bobo, and my family, but I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. I was hard on my wife and my children, but I wasn't perfect. I know nobody here can relate to that in your own life. I expected them to line up. I, I wanted them to respect me, and uh, you know the old story. I was holier than all. That's why, that's why I enjoyed that wonderful preaching here last night and now. There was nothing belittling about it. There was nothing hard and mean. I don't like hard preaching. I don't like, I like it straight, but I don't like mean muscle flexing preaching. Where, where, you see, I, I, don't, I don't think God wants it to be that way either. The Bible does not say it's by the hard, coarse, mean, hateful preaching that draws men to repentance. It's, uh, but it's the goodness of God uh, that brings men to repentance. Uh, what are you saying, Brother Cox? Uh, it's like the man. Uh, it's like the man that has been cheating on his wife uh, that has had an affair that morning uh, and he comes home uh, and walks in the door knowing he shouldn't have done what he did. Uh, but when he walks in the door, there's that sweet little wife, uh, hair all fixed pretty, dressed all nice, pretty perfume on, uh, candles lit, uh, the dinner is set, the house is clean and she greets him with a kiss. I'm going to tell you that man feels like a dog now. The guilt that's there. Why? Because the goodness of that little wife is going to make him not want to go out. My God of heaven. And that's the way it is with our God. I don't care who you are. God don't want to beat us to the altar. God don't want to whip us to the altar. But he wants to do like we felt last night. He loves you. He loves you. And it's the goodness of the Lord that makes you want to live for God. Oh, somebody praise Him. Oh, let's praise Him. My God, my God. And I'm about done. I have 30 minutes and I'm about done. Let me tell you what changed my life, brothers. I was hard. My daughter, no matter how good she could, did, no matter how good she did, I would always find fault. Always finding fault with my wife. Always finding fault with my son that's here today. Always finding fault with my church. I was hard and cruel. I was a perfectionist. Really, I was just a hypocrite. But I remember Nathan knocking on my door a few years ago, our bedroom door, and saying, Daddy... 
something's wrong with Ashley. She's been in the restroom for about four hours, and I need to get a bath. It was about 3 in the morning. Opened the door, pushed. It was locked. I pushed the door open, went inside. The tub was full. The window was open, and a note, Brother Spell, that said, Daddy, I can't live with you no more. 16 years old. I can't live with you no more. I can't do anything right. I hate living here. It's like it's a prison. I got to get out of here. I read that note, Brother Parkey. I was so angry because I'm a pastor. She's embarrassed me, the little devil, the little rebellious brat. Oh, I was angry. I was embarrassed. I don't want nobody to know that. It's going to hurt my reputation. I remember my, my boy. I, I mean, I, you know, you can become a monster and not even know it. I remember he did something wrong, had a little friend over, and uh, he, he was just trying to explain it, Brother Parkey. And I hauled off and slapped him. He was only about 12, as hard as I could, right in the mouth. And he just looked at me like, Daddy, and, and crying. And I thought, oh, God, what's got a hold of me? Why am I my babies this way? But, but I'm right. You know, I, I'm right. I'm not wrong. I've got to be right. And I remember Brother Spell for months. We would get down on our knees, my wife and I, begging and praying, God, bring my baby girl home. Never heard from her. She didn't want to come home. And what could I offer her? And uh, so we would pray and pray. And I'll never forget the night that I was down on my face, Brother Philip, squalling like a baby. And Jesus stepped into that room that night in the living room there, in the formal living room. And he said, Ted Cox, this ain't about Ashley. This is about you. You're on the wrestling mat, Jacob. If you don't change, you've already lost your daughter. You'll never get her back. Your boy is on his way out. Your wife's fixing to leave you, and you're fixing to lose everybody in your church. When God tells you something like that, I don't play with that. Brother Bishop, what did I do? I just fell over more and began to scream and cry out, God, deliver me. Forgive me. I'm sorry. My little boy, first things first. My little boy had no idea what was going on. I got up, went there and woke him up. He was about 12 at the time. What's the matter, Daddy? I was crying. I said, Nathan, I'm sorry. I've been the worst daddy ever. Forgive me. A sweet little boy just wrapped his arms around his hero and said, That's okay, Daddy. I love you. I went there to my wife. She was in the other room praying. I said, Honey, I'm sorry. For what? I've been the worst husband ever. I'll tell you another step I took. The next service, I was in my pulpit. I said, Church, I got something to tell you today. I've been the worst pastor ever. I haven't pastored you with love. I've pastored you with hatefulness and cruelness all for myself and my image. Forgive me. I went to backsliders that I had run off and said, I've been the worst preacher in Pentecost. Forgive me. And a minute... I hate that kind of stuff anymore. I can't stand hard, mean, hateful preaching. Doesn't it tear you up when you see a sweet little teenage boy out there just looking to his daddy and the daddy's just trying to just macho around on him just to look bad? Oh, that's what I was doing. 
We found out where my girl was. The devil said she'll never be back. I went and laid a Bible down about the third row, Brother Hanks. And I said, I told the church, this is where my daughter's going to be sitting soon. I walked into that mailbox, et cetera. There she stood in pants, her hair cut and earrings. I walked in the door and she said, what, Daddy? Scared her to death. Hadn't seen her in about eight months. I said, come on, we're going home. No, Dad. I said, oh, yeah, but I got a job. No, sir, she's quitting today. And she, again, Brother Spell, you think she just fell in love? Oh, no, 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 no. She had no respect for me. But I knew. I knew. The first thing had already been done. The main part had done been fixed. No doubt in my mind it's going, well, what's the long, short story? A long story to make short. The church is growing. It's happier than it's ever been. People have stood up and testified and said, I'm thankful our church has changed because our pastor changed. We love coming to church now. You know why we dress like we dress now? Because we love it. Amen. My wife and my I are happier than we've ever been. My little boy, come here, Nathan. He's still my baby. He's a little taller than I am now, but he's preaching now. He's helping me in the church. My daughter's a choir leader. I'm going to tell you, I tell you, if you'll get first things first, if you'll get first things first, if you'll get first things fixed first, God will take care of the rest. Oh, somebody praise him. I said, somebody praise him. Let's stand. Oh, I hope this ain't too silly here this morning, but I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. Let's love him all over the sanctuary. Musicians want to come, whatever y'all want to do. I'm not going to give an altar call, but I just feel the Holy Ghost here. Somebody here right now, you're saying, Brother Cox, I need to see my family fixed. I need to see me and my boy back together. I want to see me and my sweet daughter back together. But listen, brother, with love, can I tell you, get yourself fixed first. Get yourself fixed first. I promise you it'll work. Get yourself fixed first. Let God start with the most important thing. Let God start with the most important part. When God fixes you I promise you the marriage will go back together I promise you the daughter will come back the son will come back it'll work somebody needs to be reunited to your wife somebody needs to be put back with your daughter Somebody needs to get back with your son again. Come here again, Nathan. Come here, buddy. Amen. Some of you need to be able to do this again with your baby boy and be best friends like me and my partner are now. Oh, he'll never see that kind of daddy again. He'll never see that kind of monster again in his life. Why? Because I got the first thing, the most important part, fixed pulpit now to pastor and everybody out there is acting like slinkies my daughter's acting like a slinky my boy's acting like a slinky I don't go there to whip them anymore brother shoemake you know what I do before every service when I'm angry when I'm upset you know how pastors can be I get down on my knees brother spell and I say Jesus help me to treat them like you treated me. 
Help me to love my babies like you love me. Help me to pastor my church like you love me. I wish somebody would come right now and just stand in the front real quickly. I'm not, I don't want to take long, but just somebody come make a start today, God. Lord God, it's not my wife. I got a sweet wife. I got a wonderful boy. I got a wonderful daughter. They love me. I'm all they know. I'm their hero. I don't no want to let them down no can more. Touch I don't want to let them down no more. Jesus God, fix me.